Welcome to and Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And happy anniversary, it's the End Almost Stories. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. Amy Joe, how are you doing today? Jeff, I'm in a little bit of disbelief that we're <laughs> at our one year anniversary. We're still in a pandemic, yes. but less so than we were this time last what year. What started as a, a fun show to help us occupy our time during this pandemic has one year later become a fun show that helps us occupy our time <laughs> during this pandemic. <laughs> but we're so close. We're so close. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we wanted to do something to celebrate one year. So we've got our first annual and almost starries. Who's going to win? <laughs> Who's going to win? are the categories? <laughs> You'll uh, find out. What will they win? <laughs> mm. uh, oh, the, all the accolades. All of the accolades. Glory. They're going to win that one song, Glory. Uh, and then we got Sung some- by me. Some more- f- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this is going to be a concert <laughs> performance of for Amy Jo singing the entire score I'll of just, Rent. I'll just do a voice memo recording of me singing one song, Glory, and just like, um, you know, try and find people's representatives and, and send it to them via their management. Oh, perfect. They'll Excellent. love it, I'm They're, sure. They'll, they'll love it and won't be- <laughs> won't be surprised and no confusion at all no confusion at all uh uh, and then we got some fun stuff afterwards as well uh so shall we get to it let's commence let us give out some some starries awards (laughs) oh yes the deafening audience that we have here oh it looks lovely here uh from the stage (laughs) what are you wearing my favorite podcast host Oh, sure, sure. Uh, so let's kick it off with our first Starry's Award. Uh, Amy Joe, would you like to do the honors? You know I would, darling. Okay, this very first and almost Starry is for the best musical number in a motion picture we've covered this year. And the nominees are... Because we've covered quite a few musicals. We have. Well, that's because I'm your co-host. Also, please, you love a musical as well. I sure do, sure do. I didn't know any song outside of musicals until college. Hey, we're both cool. That's been well established. All right. And the nominees are Like a Virgin from Moulin Rouge. Oh, no. That's How You Know from Enchanted. Mm, That is How You Know. Cell Block Tango from Chicago. Iconic. (laughs) We had that one coming. Uh, Step in Time from Mary Poppins. Mine hair from Cabaret. Mm. And we go together from Greece. I think we should both weigh in on which we think is the most iconic. Oh, you know, it's a tough one. I mean, it's just me personally. I think I'm going to go Cell Block Tango. Really? I am because, I, you know, it's such a great ensemble number. And uh, yeah, you know, it's a big splashy number. And we all for one moment in time as a country and as a world were super down with all these women that had murdered their spouses, yeah. which I thought was kind of hilarious. That's true. Hmm. What are you thinking? Who well, should this award was, be going to? I was toggling between like a virgin. Which oh, I think is, so that's as, a dark horse contender well, if I ever heard one. Such a good number in a film that needs them. Um, And <laughs> and then mine hair. Such a good well, number in a film. Well, that's what I thought would be your go-to. Knowing how them. much you were on board with that is 
your pick of the yeah. best number in Cabaret I think, on yeah. our Cabaret episode. I think I I would say mine hair. So we're you know, down you know, to you know a Kendra and Ab showdown. Oh, you're so right. You're so <laughs> That's how right. it should be. That, that is how it should be. That it is between the two Cell big Tango and movie musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though you got Catherine Zeta-Jones in Cell Block Tango as well, Mine Hair is such a great feature for Liza and Cell Block Tango because it's like we've already seen all that jazz. So it's not like here is your introductory yeah. number. So I'm going to agree with you that Mine Hair also is that delightful first Liza number. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think our story is going to Mine Hair and oh, Cabaret. Congratulations. Right, Liza, get ready. Amy will be sending you a voice memo of her singing. One song, <laughs> glory. <laughs> be on the cheap colored light. Um, she'll love it. You know, she we're will love it. Tight. She won't understand it, but it's Liza. She's just appreciative of the thought. The it's thought really that terrific. Our next award, our next story is going to most unfortunate accent of mm. our films from this past there year. There's been a few. There's been a few. So we've got Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. Classic. We love him. We love that Dick Van Dyke, but he would know. He would well, probably. He's, he's already won himself. an award for worst accent for this performance. He did? Yeah, he won something. Someone gave him something somewhere. <laughs> someone gave him something somewhere. You know, that's what I heard. Yeah, you, li- listener, you look it up yourself. But someone you gave him Google. something somewhere. You got the you, you got, got a Google machine, machine in your hand. Uh, Clive Owen and Inside Man, which nothing against his accent, no, but you're but making him do that flat American accent as, you know, at least you should have let him you should have let him be rooting to and wrestle. Instead, he's just I'm up this flat Dalton character. I mean bank robber, uh Dick Van Dyke, Clive Owen. Nicholas Cage and Con Air, of course, Oof. putting the bunny back in the box. And Keanu Reeves in The Devil's Advocate. Oh, oh baby. baby. Uh, what do you think, Amy Jo? Who, who, who should the story be going to? This is tough because they're all outlandishly bad, yeah. right? <laughs> and for that, I thank these performers. But I'm going to go. Here's the thing. Dick Van Dyke, we're all always talking about that mm-hmm, accent. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like. He's had his and moment it's, it's in the sun with this. Accent. It's most unfortunate. That's accent. true. I'm going to go with Keanu for this one. I, I do think it is the most distracting of yes. all these. Most of these I can get on board with, and that one is really like, He's laying it on with a trowel. Oh, he is shoveling that accent all over the place. It's spilling out every which way <laughs> but loose. Uh, so I'm sorry, Keanu, we love you, but you've won our start. Congratulations, for most Keanu. All right, and ready that inbox for your <laughs> memo of, uh, what, what, what should we say setting Keanu for this one? Uh, Tangle Maureen? <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. But I can I can do a duet. I can handle it. There you go. Of course you can. She can do anything. Yeah, you know. <laughs> All right. Our next category is best performance from our Oscars Month Spectacular. That's so, right. We had all these great Oscar winning performances mm-hmm. from our Oscars Month and Oscar winning performances covered in other films of the year. But forget those. Forget Who cares? those. Sorry. Sorry, Jack Nicholson and Louise Fletcher. You're not up for this one. You don't qualify because you didn't get your episode talked about in April. We covered your movie before we thought to do an Oscars Month. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the cookie crumbles. That showbiz, baby. So. Our nominees are Marissa Tomei in My Cousin Vinny, Marlon Brando in The Godfather, Denzel Washington. Training Day. Thank you. All I could think was Inside Man. <laughs> you know what? He is so charismatic and so fun in Inside Man that he should have been nominated for something for that, too. For sure. Something for somewhere, someone somewhere, somewhere for something. Somewhere, somewhere, gave him something. Okay. Denzel Washington for Training Day. Liza Minnelli in Cabaret. Joel Gray in Cabaret. 
I mean, it's a tough one. This you, is you, tough. You know, these you've are got, all you've iconic. You've got Brando, who is widely regarded as, you know, like... The, one of the greatest Oscar-winning performances of all time, sure, maybe. Sure, sure, um, Marissa Tomei delivering, I think, truly a pitch One of our best performance. comedic performances. Uh, and Liza, you know, Liza? She, she does it all. She acts, she sings, she dances. Makes a meal out of every moment. And Denzel terrifying. is... Terrifying. I mean, Joel Grey, terrifying. And Joel Grey as yeah. well. And they're both, they're all so How do we pick? Good. It's almost like acting, it's subjective. You're right. And it's almost like not only are they just up against each other in the same year, we're just picking them so willy-nilly across all these years. But, yeah. uh, you know, I think my favorite, just my favorite to take in for this Oscars month was Denzel. Oh, really? I loved it. I love. I could have watched so much more Denzel yeah. as this character. I was gonna go Marissa, but I'm totally with Ooh. you on that because it, it. I also hadn't seen this movie before, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it really was. It was. It's a masterful performance that also, as we discussed on that episode, like really elevates material that's good, but like elevates it to something special. And I, you know, I I do think like Marissa Tomei takes really great dialogue and just makes it seem like on another planet. But I think Denzel maybe, maybe did a bigger magic trick here. It's very true. But, you know, as you said, it is unfair to be pitting all these people against each other. So could it be a two way tie? Do we want to give our story? Do you want to break that story yes. in half, Kerchunk, and ship half of it to Denzel with, uh, I don't know. It'll uh, be, it'll be. La Vie um, I'll do the first half of La Vie Boheme, and then Marissa will the get. Half. It's yeah. a long enough song, so they can share. They can they, split. They are be like, thank you. This is too much already. Um, Wow, a real. Please, a no, real, stop. Literally, stop sending us clips of you singing Rent for no reason. This is wild. A real break in precedence uh, to award this to two two performers never, it's never been it, done never on the all of our before. minutes that we've been doing never. and all the almost starries awards wow. uh <laughs> wow. wow um all right our, our next category is <laughs> fake nonsense we'd most want to see come to life so we we've created some fake nonsense sure over the past yeah, year sure throughout these episodes and it, these were some of our favorites so maybe your favorite is not on this list but our favorites are so we've probably already forgotten it and probably and you quite possibly have forgotten because it's all that's podcasting stupidness so we've got from Thelma and louise Thelma and louise fury road still want to see Louise it. mad max mashup that you never knew you wanted but i can't possibly live without mm-hmm. we've got denzilla versus kong from our training day app denzel versus kong a 300 foot mm-hmm. tall denzel We've got from the working from Working Girl, the Pope Detective, old Peter Falk, <gasps> as, as the, the Pope, Pope solving still a Vatican crimes, still the de- still wearing, wearing the, the trench coat and the trench coat, trench coat and a Pope hat. <laughs> We've got from our Catwoman episode, Air Bud, but with a cat, <laughs> which is pretty self-explanatory. But uh, just in case, so instead of a dog, you get a cat. They can play basketball. I think they understand oh, the conceit. Oh, well, if you insist. Mm. Uh, and from our Flashdance episode, Joan on Ice. <sighs> uh, and all skating, Joan Cusack, career retrospective, spectacular. stage spectacular. So what do you think, Amy Joe? What's the most the fake nonsense you'd most want to see? I life? was legit on board for the Mad Max, Thelma and Louise mashup yeah. till we got to Joan on Ice. And then I was like, that's, what are we even talking about here? <laughs> like, Eight different Jones, Joan, 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 just skating around. Yeah. Also, I love the Pope Detective. Give me more Peter Falk, but that's where I'm torn. Joan on Ice is a wonderful show that I would go see. Pope Detective, how many seasons worth of, of episodes? How much could, we could get? I tune How much in? content of the Pope Detective Ugh. could we have? 
maybe then then should we go with the Pope detective since I could watch it from the comfort of my own home? Well, this is true. Now, as much as we're we're missing live performances, we're missing live theater. How often missing am I going to an ice, ice rink <laughs> with Joan on ice every day? I assume that's true. That's true. <laughs> Look, Christy Yamaguchi did once shake my hand at an ice show because my mother and I it was the 90s we went to figure skating events a lot and we were sitting mm-hmm. very close and at the end they were coming by and her hand was so soft I was like Christy Yamaguchi of course your hand is so so soft <laughs> so it also takes me back you know an ice an ice it. capade if you I will. get it but you are right to, to watch it from the comfort of our own home right. from the comfort of bed to be able to put on the tv that new episodes of the, the pope, pope detective. detective all right we're gonna go peter falk the fake nonsense we'd most want to see come to life nice well done peter falk congrats on your story congrats peter falk <laughs> on your story <laughs> uh all right next up amy joe what do we got the next category is the best performance we never saw. So this encompasses some of the alternate casting choices that we proposed or uh, some of the some ones. Of the actual ones. Actual actors, the, the who, actual were actors who were up for Not the roles. Not just our fantasy life. Um, so the nominees for best performance we never saw are Danielle Brooks in Working Girl. Which was your uh, suggestion, I, I believe. I think it was pretty, pretty good. Uh, Morgan Freeman as Hannibal Lecter. Who was actually considered and I, I want to see. David Bowie as Hook. Also actually considered and beautiful. Dustin Hoffman's really good as Hook in that film, but we almost got a David Bowie Hook. David Bowie Hook, the camp. I I can't. B. Arthur, Estelle Getty, Betty White, and Rue McClanahan as the Golden Goyles and Hunchback (laughs) of Notre Dame. It's still so funny. (laughs) Oh, uh, we have more. Michael Sheen and David Tennant in Face Off. Which I believe was my suggestion. And then Joan Cusack in any role not already played by Joan Cusack, which I feel like has been a joint effort on our part yeah, on this uh, pod. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a hard one, but I think it's by a mile Joan Cusack in any role not played already by Joan Cusack. I think that's the precedent we've established. I think with a closely <laughs> followed up by the Golden Goyles, I Golden think Goyles, would be my, my second choice there. It's very true. Golden Goyles, we might be spoiled because it's so close in our memory. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Of how that's coloring it, but um, uh, yeah. Joan, congrats on your story. I will be singing "Changing My Major" to Joan. Yes, which so is we've not abandoned rent, rent but, we've gone um, to Fun Home. She uh, needs she needs that special, needs, like, yes. really personalized touch. I feel. I I, I think yeah, yeah, she'd yeah. appreciate it mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, all right, we move on to our most bananas alternate castings. So these are all of actors who were actually considered for these roles and. Uh, this is awesome. We didn't do a ton of uh, going through the back catalog to look well, up I did our stuff none for this. Of it if I'm uh, right. So I'm sure there are ones that I've forgotten, but these are just a handful of the ones when looking back. I was like, oh, right, this this one. That really popped. So we've got our nominees, our most bananas alternate casting. Sean Connery as Woody in Toy Story. Strong no. That strong Scottish cowboy. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger as Beetlejuice. Wowie wow. Battle goose, battle goose, battle goose. <laughs> Frank Sinatra as John McClane. Daniel Day-Lewis as The Mummy, a more recent one, but imagine if it was the Mummy movie that we got uh, is bananas to imagine. And finally, Hulk Hogan and Christopher Lloyd as the titular twins in Twins. I think it's pretty clearly Arnold as Beetlejuice, but maybe that's just me. No, that's a close one. My thinking is, you know, Beetlejuice is only in the movie for like 18 minutes. Opposed to of having to hear Sean Connery as Woody for so much of the movie. For sure. Or 
Frank Sinatra, what's well, the thing? Frank Sinatra's Drew McClain were just not Die Hard. We it's just a very have, you've film. never heard of the movie Die Hard. Then yes. Die Hard is like, what is that? But you're right, actually, no. But it is the most bananas. Picturing Arnold as Beetlejuice, he's, him in the he's outfit. He's not like a chaos. Him Muppet, with the makeup, you know? yeah. I him just from the first entrance, which is where he's pretending to be a cowboy, and he's like got like the infomercial where he's like he's rooting Hello, to in Russell. Yeah, I am from the south <laughs> of America. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I, I think you're right. I think that this Starry Award has to go to Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> as Beetlejuice in a year marked by many roles that of Arnold. I mean, you could have also done Arnold as Alan Grant in Jurassic Park, but I think Arnold as Beetlejuice is this, the most it's bananas. More like what? What what were they thinking? How are you doing, babe? <laughs> uh, all right, Amy Joe, over to you. Okay. Our next category is listener request movie. We're most thrilled we got to watch and revisit. Yeah, because we had a lot of really fun. There were a lot that we wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, so many fun movies that our listeners, that you guys emailed us at endalmoststarring at gmail.com <laughs> to request. Uh, feel free. Keep emailing us. You'll, you'll, we'll get to your film eventually. It might take six months, but, <laughs> but we'll, we'll do we're it. We're doing our best to get to your movies. All right. The nominees are Grease, Moulin Rouge, Twins, Hook, The Fifth Element, The Devil Wears Prada, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Drop Dead Gorgeous, and The Mummy. It's a tough one. This is tough. There's so many good ones. There are. There are some that I'd seen more recently than others. So some that I was so excited to revisit because I hadn't seen it like Mm -hmm. since I was a kid. You know, I think for me, I think Ferris Bueller's Day Off because I hadn't seen it in so Mm. long and I couldn't believe how well it held up, how funny that script is. Uh, And I really just had like such a delightful time. And I think I said in the episode that I could be easily watching this on an annual basis. So I'm thinking Ferris Bueller. Great. I will say for me personally, Mm -hmm. it's the fifth element because I'd never seen it. And what a true delight. What a romp that was. Um, But that's more of a personal rather than an overall. Come on. (laughs) Uh, And I was excited because that was, you know, one of my, I loved that movie as a kid to get to share that with my wife it was uh, nice it was pretty nice i mean all i, I knew was the the opera diva squid diva um <laughs> but i do agree that ferris bueller which is a movie i watched like incessantly in my youth was extremely fun to revisit and to talk about so i'm more than happy to give the story to ferris bueller's day off. oh my goodness so who are we shipping this to because john hughes has passed away of course are we are we giving this to matthew broderick are sure. we are we sending uh sure well you i, I want to go out tonight <laughs> for the voice memo <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Either that or I just sing the Christmas Ima- imagine, bells are ringing. Imagine over if in and the over. film they were like, we're so sorry, uh, uh, Anthony Rapp, but we want we need more name actors in the film. We're going to get Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick is Mark. <laughs> noi. Noi. Um, oh, you, you think he's more of a Roger? <laughs> my face. I, I just went like blank and numb from the inside. Um Anyway, congrats, congrats, Ferris. Congratulations, Ferris. Uh, Save Ferris and congratulations. Uh, <laughs> and finally, we've got uh, our recommendy Award, which we realize <laughs> that we there are certain actors that Amy Jo and I tend to recommend more often than we others. Love them. Just that it's our personal bias of actors that we love and we wish that we could be seeing in more films. Uh, so here are the actors that, uh, from what we remembered, we tended to recommend more often than anyone Again, else. Again, we did not do a deep dive. Nope. Uh, We've got Oscar Isaac, Sterling K. Brown, Raul Julia, Dandy Newton, Adam Driver, Bobby Cannavale, Zoe Kravitz, William Jackson Harper, and, of course, Joan Cusack. We love them. 
We can't help it. We want to see these people in like Put them every in movie. All of the things. Um, a movie that I mean, Raul Julia, of course, sadly, R.I.P. Uh, but if we had a movie with every single one of these other actors in it, wow. Knives Out too. Right now, they're still trying to cast it, and they got Catherine Hahn. Get in Fantastic. There. Janelle Monae, Dave Bautista, all these fun people in there. Get all of these actors in there as well, and you might have the best sequel ever made. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll all be in for Knives Out three. Oh, Knives Out three made for that trilogy. Yeah, of course, bring now, it home strong. I do think that this category is weighted towards Joan um, because obviously. <laughs> We can't shut up about the woman. But I will say, like, honorable mention, at least for me, will be to Raul Julia, uh, who I just love and adore. Wonderful. Uh, and, such, and a co-star in Out of Family Values, of course. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say Joan Cusack with a runner-up, which, of course, is a thing that you can do in the stories. Naturally. It's in the bylaws um, uh, of Raul Julia. But what are your thoughts? I'm going to have to agree. I mean, Joan, we love that Joan. Even if it's a movie where Joan, there's no part for Joan. It's like, why couldn't you make a part for Joan? Just carve Come out on. some space in your movie. There's always room for Joan. There's always room for Joan. And those were our Almost Starries Awards oh, or End Almost Starries Awards. Whatever we're calling them. To congrats all the to all of the winners. We know this has been your dream. Oh, uh, <laughs> and you're welcome. You're welcome. You are all so welcome. Uh, and and so we got some more fun for you all. We, we asked on our Instagram, which if you're not following us on Instagram at an almost starring, you should be. Because A, every Saturday or every Friday, that is, we do a fun little guessing game where you can guess what film we're doing. And then Saturday, really into it. we reveal. Uh, but also now, if you've been following us on Instagram, you may have been one of the people to write in because we asked for your questions and we asked for uh some some newlywed game questions yes so yeah basically you've heard us talk a lot on this pod i feel like you know a lot about us but we thought it'd be fun to do a little to see if we know about each other that's the truth and some of the questions you all posed um are extremely uh difficult to get a hard writer wrong on so we'll see how we no i'm pretty sure i'm gonna win this thing oh cool 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 so what will happen? I will read the question, mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, Jeff and I will write down what we think the other person would answer. Great, and then we uh, will we'll tell each other and reveal what yes we would say, and then see if we have guessed correctly. Correct, brilliant, love so, it. So this first one comes to us from at Mr. J Grunert. What is your favorite movie going snack? Ooh, favorite movie going snack. That's an excellent question. I know yours. Uh, this is true. I feel like I know yours as well. All right. Why don't you go first since I'm pretty sure this is a gimme. So you tell me what you would have, what you would say. A junior mints. Uh, <gasps> a junior mints. Ring ding dingling. You are so correct. And Amy Jo, what would you say? Popcorn. Okay. Does this count? I put popcorn with a ton of butter. I was going to say <laughs> buttered popcorn, but just, <laughs> um, so yes, hooray. We both got the first one. Right. I'm not going to keep score, but... uh, Great. I'm going to try and I'm going to fail. All right. Another one from at Mr. John Grunert. This one's a bit more subjective. So I I best movie going experience. So I'm not sure if this means what is your ideal movie going environment Mm -hmm. or what was your favorite time going to the movies? Okay. Interesting. interesting. Do you want to pick one or should we just write whatever Um, we think? No, just whatever comes to mind. Cool. (laughs) I'm already... I already got it. Although I don't know what mine would actually be. I realize now that I have to actually pick of what mine be. So the best like movie going experience. experience. Hmm. 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 
Okay. okay should I should I go first or? Uh, sure. You you go ahead. I don't know how you would know this. Okay. I'm gonna say sitting in the front row of the balcony at the Brattle Theater in Harvard Square. I cannot believe I got that word for word. No. <laughs> I put from home. <laughs> Just knowing. I mean, you know, uh, you can appreciate a film from home. You, you, I, I've not found you to be someone that's like, I need to go to the theater to see this opening weekend or in its original the run. The Brattle is, they own, they don't screen first releases. So that's part of it. Oh, I like okay. to go to a film, okay. uh, like like a film forum. Sure. Or, uh, Angelica does first releases, but they also do other, you know, Sunshine Cinema, RIP, you know. So all of our New York theaters, but for those of our listeners the, not out, not in New York. Correct. We, are, we, we could be very New York centric. Sorry about that. Well, the Brattle is in Cambridge. Oh. And then there's Coolidge Corner in Brookline. Those are two I'd go to in college a lot. And I, I spent many happy hours at the Brattle. And the fact that they had a balcony. Hmm was so old school to me i loved that i would always even when there was room downstairs just go sit in the balcony because it just i was like oh what is it the old times is this the old times i love it uh and i would say the aisle in a packed house which is not how i often i i tended to go see because it's so expensive to see be seeing movies in new york Mm -hmm. so i very often will go before noon and at amc just because it's cheaper and i like to go to the movies but i don't like to be completely broke uh so it's very rare that i'll go for like a big packed crowd uh and it's so much more fun like it's so like i saw avengers endgame like at 10 15 on opening night and that really was one of the most amazing movie going mm. experiences because everyone in the crowd was just like electric even though some marvel films you're like whatever they're not like amazing cinema but that really was i was like oh yeah i guess i should shell out a little more often to go see movies where it's not just me and like five randos uh and like two people that are clearly like completely day drunk at 10 15 mm. and in the morning um, well but uh, what do you what do you think i said movie hopping starting <gasps> at a matinee price and doing this three is- in a row <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's not true. best but most frequent most frequent you are it's very true most frequent yeah the the most one of the most stressful was i decided to go movie hopping and i saw captain phillips prisoners and gravity I like left the theater shaking because it was just those, some, like three stressful films. I was like, why? I have not seen the sun in six hours <laughs> and every part of my body is vibrating in a very uncomfortable way. Uh, <laughs> but, but I'm going to say that you get a point for that because that is like really what I am. Oh, but that's not what, what you doing. said. Best. Oh, you know what? I'm taking that point away. Exactly. Then. Neither of us got a point. All right. This next one comes to us from at Caroline, which is our friend Caroline Ametti over at Poor Unfortunate Pod. Oh, yes, yes. Friend of the pod. Listen to our episode on Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, yes. Okay. So Caroline asks, which movie would your partner love to star in a remake of? Oh, okay. you're writing fast. Yeah. I think I could be wrong, but I have a feeling center of the bullseye although i have no idea what i would say a movie that i would want to star in i am good well i don't know so i let's go with you first with me first i actually don't know i actually um, don't know mame i put sunset boulevard Ooh. i should have guessed mame because i know it's a role well, that you love to play on the stage they're someday. All and of the course same. there is a movie of mame it's all the same <laughs> it's not exactly all the same well uh, glenn's about to make a uh, uh, musical version the, of the oh film. of the yes of, of the Boulevard, Broadway but, musical version right yeah. with Glenn Close trying to finally let's see if she gets that Oscar let's for see. this well she was brilliant I saw her on stage and yeah. cried a lot you know 
and what movie that I would want to star in? And, oh wait, is this like a, a re- remake? A remake, of... a remake that I would want to star in? I don't know. Not look. I'm, I'm not saying that I'm like a king of physical comedy, but I played Chaplin on the stage, so I'd say like a remake mm. of a Chaplin film, which feels very like how could you even think about remaking a Chaplin film with someone that's not Chaplin? It's like that's what the films are. Um, but I don't care. I'm saying any Chaplin film. Okay, I didn't go with that, but I did pick physical comedy. Brilliant. I said either Noises Off oh. or Barefoot in the Park. Oh, of course, of course. So I think we both got ballpark, not yeah. a point, but like... Uh, we Barefoot you know, in the ballpark. Barefoot in the ballpark <laughs> how I like to play, which is to say I don't. Um, all right, our next question also comes to us from Caroline. Which movie does your partner dislike so much it makes them mad? Ooh, okay. This is hard. It is. Because there's a lot of movies that are so bad, we enjoy them. Yep. yep. I feel I have more answers for this about theater than I do yeah. about <laughs> movies. Let me think. Okay, so I, I I, honestly, this isn't the movie that like I hate the most by any stretch of the imagination. But I just remember so vividly the disappointment i felt Mm -hmm. considering how much i love everything from edgar wright i was really disappointed by baby driver by baby driver yeah uh so i I certainly i didn't hate it but that's the closest i can think of is just the feeling of like this was i was so excited for it and i was just like this is just not for me and i can appreciate you know the editing and the score and all that but i was just like i just didn't care i didn't care about that baby and all of his driving. <laughs> well, I had no idea what to put for this. So I just put some random thing that I knew you thought was like boring and pretentious, which is Jupiter Ascending. This is one of the few films that I walked out of. There, well, there it you go. So I, I picked well. It's, you picked so well. For me? Yes. I'm going to say Forrest Gump. Okay. I did not get it. I put Ocean's 12. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so right because of the julia roberts that's honestly pretending more accurate. to be julia roberts <laughs> that's or honestly more accurate. any movie with mcconaughey um but yeah, I, yeah. I get it forrest gump i get it we brought it up as a potential of doing an episode on the pod and we still listener we, we might be eating crow we might still do it one day but uh you have vetoed it when i brought it up because and and i have never seen it i have seen the first 40 minutes of forrest gump i think four different times wow because it used to be, for whatever reason, a film that they would put on when I was in like eighth grade. And they were like, oh, okay, well, it's like the end of the semester. So we're just going to put on, it's like, whatever. We're, mm-hmm. we're put, it's, you know, we're ready for break. So let's put on a movie. And it was always Forrest Gump. So I've only seen the beginning so many times. times. And I don't want to see anymore. Look, it partially, it was that when I saw it, it was many years after it came out. And I was like, what has everyone been talking about? You know, it's like when Phantom came out. Mm-hmm. No one could shut up about Emmy Rossum singing. And here's the thing. Emmy Rossum is not a bad singer. But people were talking about her as though she were some kind of revelation. And I was, I think, a sophomore in college or something. And I was like, I'm literally taking class with students who are heads and tails above her vocally. And I was just like, this just, that's wrong. Like, it's why are we all pretending that it is something it isn't? I think that's what bothers me about Forrest Gump. Ocean's 12 legitimately just makes me angry. (laughs) I think you should get a point for that because even though I didn't Hooray! say it, it's it's accurate. Are you are you keeping score? What's the score? Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, well so far. <laughs> we both got the first one right, and you got that one, so you're winning. <gasps> yes, 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 yes. All right, 
Our next question comes to us from Lisa M. Springle, and she wants to know, what was the first movie you saw together, and did you both like its casting? So is it a two-parter? Yes, the first movie we saw together, mm-hmm. and we both like its casting. So this isn't even like, do you know your partner, but do you remember your relationship? Exactly. <laughs> this is one I feel we should probably both reveal our boards to one another at the same time. I think so, too. So uh, I had Dial, Dial M, M for, for murder. murder, and then uh, yes. for new a new film, I had Begin Again, which was our, like, yes. the new, the, I, you know. Absolutely. But yes, the, the first film that we saw together was, it, we went to go see uh, yeah, Dial M for form, Murder. Dial M for Murder, where I had the worst head cold, and you very graciously you had brought banana pudding from Magnolia Bakery mm-hmm. and you shared it with me despite the fact that I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to make you sick if I'm eating this pudding. I was just so happy you showed up. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I had done, I was doing a show, this play Wild, right. and I was so sick just getting through it. And everyone was like, oh, can you at least go home and go to bed? And I was like, no, I'm supposed to go to the movies <laughs> with this girl I'm dating. Uh, and I it don't was like really early you. in our relationship and my one of my prior relationships was really notorious for just like bailing all the time. So I was kind of like prepared for it and then was so pleasantly surprised when you showed up, even though you were sick. It was very, very sweet, even it's though so, now it's, it's not so a thing funny. we would. Uh, we we are very big fans of public health. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. I think we should say that it was a different time. We, we were by ourselves. It was not like a packed house yeah, but like, i was not you know i was yeah. not the guy just sneezing and coughing all over everybody uh i was just like i was just stuffed up i just was like i was like hi i'm my jobs i'll be all excited for this film and try to look through the three because it's in 3d so looking through like these oh, 3d right. glasses where i'm just like bleary eyed oh, <laughs> i'm just snuffling dear. into your banana pudding uh, which if you've never been Magnolia Bakery banana pudding, Woo! get on it. It get is a must. Into it. Uh, and I wrote, of course, yes, love the casting of Dial M for Murder. Yeah. And then under Begin Again, I wrote no because no, that we wanted it to be could, better. Yeah, loved once and loved Sing Street, mm-hmm. but the, from John Carney, all directed by him. But uh, Begin Again, I love Mark Ruffalo. Try again. Here, More like try, try again. Oh, try again. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, all right. This next question comes to us from at Scott A. Sinclair. Brilliant. If you could be one cat from cats, and that's all capitalized, which, well, who would you be? Mm. And I, I think it begs the clarification. It's not if you could play one cat, it's if you could oh, be, be one cat. Be the cat. Because if Ooh. I'm going to okay. play a cat, I'm choosing a very different cat than being a cat. So I gotta pick who I think you would be. Oh, I, Yeah, of who you would I want know. to be. This is a very distinct difference, not to oh, especially influence for your answer, but just knowing that Jenny Andy Dots is eating these roaches and whatnot. I'm like, well, that's something I don't need to do. And Buster Jones rooting around in the trash. It's like, yeah, who do you want to be? Gris- well, I, don't, I mean, be within do the. Do I want to play Grizabella? Right. Absolutely. Because it's I like, do you want to be? be rooting around with, and everyone's spitting on you like Grizabella? I mean, I or at you, best, you're going in a hot air balloon. You go to, to the heavy to side layer. I guess you technically win but rough anyway do you have a, oh, a thought i do but i misunderstood our game for a second so i wrote down who i would be i i thought you might <laughs> okay i'm pretty sure I, i'll get this wrong but i think i could argue it to be that you'll say that i'm still right great all right so you say which one you would want to be uh i want to be gus the theater cat oh, 
I just want to be, uh, yeah, he's, I just want to be an old little cat that lives in the theater. He gets to see all these plays and he gets taken care of by actors. I'd still be living that actor, the actor's, hi, diddle, DD, the actor's life for me. Mm. Uh, so, that was that was one that I thought of, but I went mm-hmm. with Skimbleshanks because you love to tap. I do love a tap dance. I do love a tap dance situation, but he's living on these rail. He's a railway cat. I don't want to live on the rails. I don't want to live the life on the trains. Uh, and uh, what about you, Amy, Joe? I'm going to say Rum Tum Tugger. Rum Tum Tugger. And why Rum Tum Tugger? Never mind. I was going to say a post to Mungo Jerry. And then I remember that was Mungo. Rumpel Teaser. You got to keep, you gotta keep your names. incredibly normally named T.S. Eliot cat. So you want to be the real horny cat. I want to be the, the um, yeah, I guess like the the alpha. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. See, I know you love a villain. I put McCavity. I, that was my second choice. <laughs> <laughs> So I think we were both close, but neither of us got it. But I think that's okay. Uh, yep. Yep, 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 yep. All right. So <laughs> this next one comes to us from at I am Rose Harwood. Interesting. Okay. Which of the two of you always settles slash compromises on takeout? Interesting. Okay. I think you put neither of us. I don't think either of us settles. I, I put both questions. So mark? both that we, that we both settle. We both settle. Well, that we both compromise. I'm oh, that like, we both compromise. Yeah. Okay. What'd you say? That's what I would say. Well, that's I don't know. I didn't say. Have, and I, yeah. Well, I put neither. Yeah. So we both okay. right. We both got it right. <laughs> yeah. We neither and both have, is the same. I mean, we're, we're we're like a that really exciting in that way as a couple, and that we've got like the same four places that we order from. And they every all time. sound good pretty much most of the time. And if it's like, oh, I'm not feeling this today, it's like, what about this? And it's like, oh yes. That not, neither. I don't think we've ever been like so passionate about like, no, I want to order pizza yeah. and the other's like i only want thai food uh which are two it's like pizza thai bur- bear burger and, and the, the little, di- like, and like the, a diner diner yeah. diner food uh like we're a thrill are, a minute we are you hold on tight <laughs> hold on to your <laughs> For butts thrill a minute couple uh playing our card games and <laughs> listening to our podcast listening to our podcast and not, not well we don't listen to our podcast no we're, that's true that's a listening good to clarification. our podcast Listening to like and eating from one of the same four places. Uh, Well, I also I try to cook more. We don't we don't we're not ordering out every night. We're so not eating like from the same four places every four days. Um, but yeah, both and neither. We don't you know, we both know what the other likes. We also don't have like as far as I know some place that like one likes that it's like well the other doesn't like so we'll just I'll never order this uh. You know, I'm never ordering. I I just wish that we could order this seafood paella and the other just doesn't like it. (laughs) This next question comes to us from at Anya Gibeon. Which is your favorite wig? (laughs) Now, this is an interesting one for this kind of game because I'm now having to intuit how Jeff will interpret this question. Well, I feel like just to narrow it down some, I'm just going to say of my favorite wig of yours. Yes, I, think I mean, we easiest. both do wear them in some of the photographs. Okay, this but is yes. true. But I'll still say my favorite, Great. just to get, so to guess in Great. some form, my favorite wig to see you in, of like of your wigs, of okay. how many wigs you have. <laughs> I'm going to say my favorite wig is the red wig. That is true. Sorry, I yeah, just. Yeah, you wrote red. I did. Yes. Because you thought I would say it? Or because it's your favorite. It's my favorite. Because I did I write the ginger, the ginger for you. Yeah. We both I got keep it forgetting. Right. I'm just writing down what I pick. I'm oh, forgetting the rules of the game. Jeff, but we were Jeff, right, so Jeff, we both get we points. We were, exactly. <laughs> Jeff, 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 Jeff. Okay, this next one, also from Anya. 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 <laughs> what is, I'll, I'll rephrase it. Okay. 
What is your partner's least favorite food? Partner's least favorite food. Ooh, I'm not going to get this right. Huh? I'm saying it off the bat. I know this isn't right, but it's all like I'm, I can think of it this time. Uh, okay, so what what do you, what is your? Uh, I'll say for me, food? shrimp. Shrimp. Yeah, it makes me ding ding like ding. I th- like my throat swells up in a gag reflex. Just Amazing. About it. What did you say? Uh, meat. I just don't eat meat. You put meat exactly. <laughs> oh well, look at that. Yeah, we do know each other. Yeah, it turns out we do live together. <laughs> turns out we haven't been sequestered together <laughs> for the past year and change. This next one comes to us from at it's Jenny L. Brown. What is your partner's biggest irrational fear? Biggest irrational fear. Well, here's the thing. All my fears are completely rational, <laughs> but uh, biggest irrational. I mean, that's a hard irrational fear. Hmm. I can think of fears I have that are irrational, but I don't know if you are, you inside my head know how, you know. So what do you think my most okay. irrational fear I'm is? I'm putting down what your what I think you are. Correct. That is that's that's. All right. Uh, should, I, should I tell you what mine is? Yeah. Um, so my irrational fear, here's the thing. Heights is not an irrational fear, but the way that I feel that like I could mm. die at a, a height where it's like you will not die from this height. Mm-hmm. So I'll say heights. Okay, interesting. I put moths. Moths? Okay. <laughs> I'm not afraid of moths. I just can't stand them. When we were, for much of this podcast, when we were in Colorado, and we just had moths all the time. It was and like a really bad year for me. moths. Because we like, we can't. Yeah. Yeah. Except for, you know, then we woke up at 4 a.m. Because a moth hit, touched you and you woke up and woke me up. Look, I, I can't help if I just like involuntarily <laughs> and, like flinched. And, and you know, then there's me face. four in the morning just swinging and swatting <laughs> trying to get these dang moths that would forever somehow find their way into this place uh and what about yourself amy joe oh just irrational fear being murdered i put the constant fear of murder (laughs) it's underline (laughs) because it's not the fear of being murdered is one thing it's like the fear of like making sure the doors are locked and whatnot and i don't like to sleep without the deadbolt like the the, uh, yeah yeah. and that i get but where it's like the constant fear of murder and and also for me as you've told me very recently that if i go to the grocery store that part of you is worried like maybe jeff will die (laughs) yeah that's i'm not worried about you getting murdered i'm just afraid of you know uh death you know by a car yeah who knows you know it's a wild world out there it is both rational ac unit falls on my noggin absolutely i think it's a fear of rational things blown to an irrational proportion there you go i don't walk around being afraid i'm gonna get murdered all the time not really but like it definitely makes it hard to sleep at night particularly in like new places to Mm. me i'm like Uh, ah, i gotta check this closet again you've got to check the closet exactly all right, this next one comes to us from Connor Perkins, another co-host of Poor Unfortunate Pod. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Connor, uh, yes. Connor asks, what is the other person's movie they just won't shut up about? The other person's movie they just won't shut up about. Ooh, that's a great question. And a hard one. Yeah, I feel like it would change. I think it moment does because we both get a little fixated on something for a period for of time period and then we'll time. go back to it. But like, yeah, yeah, the movie. OK, OK, I've got it. We'll see if this actually I'm just y- picking something that I don't think is um, that accurate. But and, and we could just say, like, for right now, if that makes a difference. No, I, I, okay, don't, I can't great. think of what it would. No, no worries. No worries. All right. What are you saying? I'm going to say just because it's of recent note, Mona Lisa. 
Oh yeah. Cause I you really enjoyed it, but I literally it. made you watch it. I forgot that I didn't realize until we were already in it that you'd seen it before. And I was like, Oh, I've been like, you need to see this movie when I was like, Oh, you have seen this before, but it had been so long been ago. Long so you'd forgotten a lot of it. And to tell you, I was like, I want like, you know, hint, hint for my birthday. It's like the criterion collection DVD of this. Hint, hint. So that's what I'm saying is currently right now. Mona that's Lisa great. with that great Bob Hoskins performance is what I can't shut up about. I picked one. That it's not like you talk about this a lot, but I know that you love it. And we, this definitely started like this movie, I think started a lot of your like movie marathons that we would host. And so I said inception inception. I do love inception. I do love that. Chris Nolan and mm-hmm. inception is high on that list. That's a great one. So Amy, Joe, what about you? For right I now, know this is going to be right. But I'm going to go book smart. Book smart. I mean, we love it. We love that. We book do smart. love book smart. book smart. I put tea with the dames. Oh, because I was like, I don't know if you would think of this. If there's a jump to your head as a movie. I mean, I guess that's what it is, but it it is, and and it's it, also yeah. a moment, and, and, uh, and it's so much more than just a movie. It's Tea just with the Dames. magic. Uh, but Booksmart, yeah. Oh man, we love that. We love that Booksmart. Okay, this one comes to us from at Garbage Troll, who is also <laughs> a friend of the pod. This is Aaron Jackson, who you heard on the Sister Act episode. And if you haven't, what are you doing? Stop right now and go back and listen to that Sister Act episode. Go listen to Sister Act. Aaron is a real hoot and holler. Aaron asks, butter or olive oil? Mm. Remember, you're answering for me and not for you. Yep, 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 yep. I'm going to say butter. And I'm going to say olive oil. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> and we both guessed correctly. correctly. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Garbage Troll also asks, what would they bring to outer space if they were going to outer space? What would you bring to outer space? Okay. All right. I'm just going to say my movie collection is what i would bring to space mm. i just want a lot of movies and you know if you're not getting you know wi-fi up there i'm probably gonna need some like hard disc media i i feel like this is adjacent sure i've said the entire we hate movies catalog oh yeah i'm one of my favorite podcasts we hate movies that's actually very very true that mm-hmm. actually might be what i would bring <laughs> although if I meant that i couldn't have any movies that would be very sad but uh, we hate movies is always uh, whenever i'm like wow i sure would like to smile or laugh right now uh you very astutely point out why don't you listen to a we hate movies uh which also plug for we hate movies go check them out because they they really do bring me so much joy they're so so funny such a delight uh and what about you amy joe what would you bring to space i would bring my fox onesie you would bring your fox onesie and i had no idea so i just put tea with the dames again (laughs) (laughs) let those dames comfort you in the cold embrace of space yeah cold embrace of space but yeah, Fox onesie makes sense. Or uh, your gravity blanket in a place oh, wow. with no gravity. Although, would it, work? it would work? I don't think it would work. It'd just float around. I'd be sad. And now, what would, what, an, what would an anti-gravity blanket hey, be Hey, like? now we're talking. <laughs> At Ann Jamie asks, what two actors would facilitate your Mrs. Doubtfire makeover montage? Ooh. That's a okay. good, good question. That is good. That is good. Okay, this is hard. I don't know. So I, I think for me, I'm going to say I want to keep Harvey Firestein. Sure. And then add Nathan Lane. Uh, I mean, that is fantastic. I did not guess right. I put Bone Yang and Matt Rogers, knowing of how much you love them, because I could see that as like an episode of Las Culturistas. Yes, shout out to Las on. Culturistas. If they were to have you back and do like a makeover on you, I think that could be, that'd be very fun. That I think would be, be very good, good time. Setting. A delight. 
and I am just going to go back to one of our previous episodes and I'm, I'm going to have my makeover. I'm going to do some Devil Wears Prada and I'm going to have the Tooch get Stanley Tucci mm-hmm. and, and Emily Blunt just because I want to hang out with the Tooch and Emily Blunt. Nice. I have two guesses. They're Great. both wrong. Excellent. I said Harvey Firestein and I Kevin mean, Klein. Oh, uh, love. And then I said, or Cajun Travolta. Cajun Travolta. <laughs> A makeover from, oh, wow. The, the face-off makeover challenge. It would you be. have to make your face look completely like someone else's. That's actually an interesting challenge to like make you, to like do your makeup to try to. They do it on Drag Race. Well, but not to like, so you actually, whatever, like. Yeah, family yes, resemblance. but like I mean to really make the makeup to make it like look like okay, we're gonna turn you into, into Wallace Shawn. Like that's the makeover <laughs> challenge, the Bazzini challenge. All right, this is our last question on the Newlyweds game. This one comes to us from at Scott A. Sinclair. If you could be a Joan Cusack role, which would you be? <sighs> well, now it's to play the role or to be. Oh, that's the a good role. question. Is a good question, Ooh, but uh, I interpreted it as play. Yeah. But regardless, I'm still going to say for me, I'd want to be Debbie Jelinski because yeah. she's just an icon. I, I didn't know. So I said Cindy from Working Girl. Cindy from Working Girl. It's good. But like, no, I, I, I you know, I clearly said be, Debbie Jelinski. Oh, well, I got old Debbie old J. Debbie J. <laughs> <laughs> well, yay. Well, we kind of know each other. Oh, well, it looks like Jeff got more points. But the winner is Joan Cusack. <laughs> oh, you know what? Not Another even mad about Another story for Joan. <laughs> Who could have guessed? Except anyone that has listened to us, at least an episode of this podcast. Of our episodes. <sighs> Amazing. Uh, so I believe we also have some questions. Some listener that questions. You guys submitted to us. Uh, so what do we got, Amy Joe? What What do the people need to know? Well, first off. Uh, Mr. Jay Gruner wants to know, where would you keep your Oscar? Bathroom? Fridge? I think I'd put that thing on the mantle. Like, I'm putting it on a shelf. Yeah, I think it's just going, like, on the desk that we are currently using to podcast off of. Because it's also where, when we're not podcasting, that I like to write. So I think just having that there would be a good reminder as a writer, uh, or just in general. I think it's to Mm -hmm. always be there to be overlooking my my computer. Yeah, Uh, Love it, yeah. Uh, next, uh, John also wants to know how many wigs does Amy Joe own? <laughs> Gosh. Um, how many do you, how do, many good do you wigs own? do I good own? Wigs do you, how many Two. good wigs do you own? How many good wigs do I own? <laughs> Two good wigs. I have <laughs> one good wig on loan, uh, that I rented from someone and then the pandemic happened. I just haven't seen him you, since. And you've never given it back. Well, I will. <laughs> I will. If you're listening. If they never um, ask for it though. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I'm good. I I should just email them and be like, "Do you or?" But do they them? know that they might not know anymore that you have it? Yes, they know. Oh. Um. Anyway, and then I have a lot of cheap wigs, or varying degrees of cheap wigs. I have like, well, I have two like decent wigs, and then I have, I guess it's like three decent wigs, and then I have one, two, three, four, five, five mediocre to bad wigs, and um, we also had a question from uh at I am Rose Harwood of where do I store all the wigs? The good wigs sit on wig heads right now. They're on top of a bookshelf uh, and the rest go into boxes in the closet. They mm-hmm. also all like a lot of them will come in like a little plastic sleeve that you like then put it in a hairnet and throw it in there. Um, and it, you know, I, if they're not really styled, then back in the box, they back go in the box from whence you came. Yes. Um, at Mr. Jay Gruner wants to know how many novelty mugs do you own? Now, 
when you say novelty mug, like what does know. that mean? Like it feels like all of our mugs are novelty mugs. Yes. It, are you talking about any mug that isn't just plain and like, oh, what a sleek mug? Then it's uh, like 30. Um, but if you mean like a mug in the shape of a fox, then two. But yes. Uh, we have lots long story of short, we've got too many mugs. Too, too many, many mugs. mugs. At Lisa M. Springle wants to know, what is your favorite place to watch movies? Home, movie theater, somewhere else? Ooh, I mean, I've just gotten so used to watching everything from home, mm-hmm. you know? But it, it, I mean, it really is like, it depends. You know what? It depends on the genre. Because mm, depending totally. on the genre, there's like a comedy film or a horror film or like a big like blockbuster film. You've got to see in a theater and you've got to see with people. Or, you know, if you're able to just have like a small group of people like to at, in your home or that's whatever uh, is also is also good. But like that's like honestly just on, on a big screen and depending on the genre, like with a huge packed crowd. My favorite these days is to go to like a bougie place like uh, like Nighthawk or Syndicator. Some of these basically where you can like sit in a chair and then service will drink, come over. Get we'll some bring food. you drinks. You like put a little a little flag up or whatever mm-hmm. when you want. Like, hey, could any you go Alamo draft house. Yeah, I'm yeah. really into that. And it's, it's a lot of fun. But that also to me is, the, is depends on the genre, you know, like For I, sure. I don't need to be eating my curly fries and hearing like people, the sound of people snacking and smacking over watching Schindler's List. You know, That's it's very like true. depends on the film. That's absolutely depends right. on the movie. Scott A. Sinclair wants to know, what is the best and worst movie you have watched for the pod? I'm going to start with the worst one. It's definitely Suburban, Suburban Commando. Commando. It, number Hands one with the bullet. Down. Easily the worst of the worst yes. that we have watched for the pod. Uh, I mean, we've done... So many good ones. So, so many good ones. I honestly need to look, do a quick peruse what of are we even the episodes about? that we've done in this past year of the pod, because I cannot remember. Uh, let's see. Ooh, you I know, mean, the Godfather rewatching I mean, that. I was like, true. oh, there's a reason that this yeah. <laughs> stood the test of time. Yeah, it was the Godfather and Cabaret, Cabaret. are really springing to the forefront. Uh, although, you know, whatever, it's not your Academy winner, but uh, Die Hard to me is still a perfect film. It's so good. Very and, tight screenplay. And we did do Mortal Kombat, lest we forget. Lest About good movies? We forget. <laughs> I said what I said. Or, or you know, then Jurassic Park. Okay, now, now we're talking. Here's the thing of how you define a good movie. Because Jurassic Park is a great movie. But yeah. it's not necessarily... You're a great movie as I adjust my glasses up my the bridge of my nose. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna say Cabaret. I think Cabaret is the best film that we've done so far for me yeah. personally. I'm gonna tie it with Godfather. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Next, uh Carol at Carol Aim says, Sorry to be general, but I would love if you could share any marriage wisdom. Marriage wisdom. Which are harkening uh, back to our first yeah. episode of Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together. Uh yeah, what do you think, Amy Joe? I mean, I, I'd say just li- literally just listening to one another yeah. and, and talk just really talking. Just talk we 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 talk a lot. On the pod, we talk a lot and of the pod, the pod, and we talk a lot off the pod. But like you know, uh, we laugh together. An we awful laugh lot. together. It's very important to laugh together. Uh, which you know, I guess is not every couple. Some couples are not made up of two goofs the way that this one true. is. True, true. Uh, yeah. So make each other laugh. Find what make or find what makes yeah. you both laugh together. Because I think just sharing, just share things with each other. I heard something once that I really 
I, I re- it really resonated with me and I'm, I'm going to totally misquote it, but it was something about like, they did some study on like couples that like stayed together and grew together versus ones that grew apart. And mm. a lot of it had to do with how often, how often they had to stay in a pandemic together, how often they had to stay in a pandemic. Um, it was, it was something along the lines of, they called it like how often they would in, in a, not a literal way, like turn toward one another. So if like a, someone brings mm. up something and just like, like you're sitting around and it's like, oh, hey, blah, blah, blah. And the other partner like gives some focus and attention right. to them, even if it's like, I'm not interested in this, but I'm going to sit here and listen to you talk about it for a bit. That those couples tended to stay together and grow over time because it's like, I'm willing to be invested in what you're interested in. And they both parties did that for one another. And they found the ones that would pick up their chair and turn it around facing the other way and sit back down again tended not to stay together too much longer. Yeah. 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 Def- yeah just be, you know, an openness and openness to, uh, cause it's also, everyone's different. So it's also, I think it's like, you know, cause we're still learning. We've been married for over four, four years now four and, and it's and still half. like, yeah, and we were together for almost three years before that, yeah. but like just to, that everyone's different. So for some people of like what they want like some people will want like whatever it's like, oh, I, when I'm like, uh, I'm like feeling bad and I'd really like just like more like physical affection. I really like just want to I just want to like someone to hold my hand or just to, to like mm-hmm. hold me. And some people are like, God, I feel so bad. Like I just kind of need to like be in a little dark cloud for like 20 minutes and I don't want anyone to touch me. Uh, and, and so it could be like, oh, well, I want to like help my partner. I want to like make them happy. Let me just try to give them a lot of attention. And maybe they don't want that or Mm -hmm. vice versa. Maybe it's like, Oh, they seem upset. Let me just leave them alone. And really all they want is for someone to like talk with them. Uh, but it's easy to not know these things. So that's why it's like, be open and just, just be talk, talk about express your needs to one another. I think we've been doing a good job, especially during this, these trying times of like, especially when we are not in a moment of not necessarily a moment of crisis, but you know, like a moment of tension, even if it's not between the two of us, but like if one of the partners is kind of going through something to when that moment has passed, discuss like, how could I have supported you better? Or like, just, is there a way that we can non-verbally communicate so that like, Hey, I'm not doing so great, but I don't really have the bandwidth to talk about this right now. Is there a way we can do that so the other partner doesn't feel like they've been like shunned or or uh, like given the cold shoulder to so that both parties can be supported in like kind of tougher moments? So, I mean, we're yeah, we're learning and navigating, but yeah. I think that's a thing we've been getting better at. Yeah. On that note, Lisa M. Springle says, would love to hear about your McKittrick wedding. Where in the space was it? Details, please. So this comes from someone who has been to Sleep No More many times, which is the venue where we uh, got yes, married. The McKittrick yeah. Mc, Mc, Hotel, Hotel is where sleep, the show Sleep No More mm-hmm. happens. Um, so we got married in Manderley Bar, which is like a jazz club on the second floor. Um, and then we had the reception in the Heath, which is a restaurant kind of performance space. Uh, we got married in early December and I was like I don't want to deal with weather this is already stressful enough I don't want to decorate uh they already have like fake stuffed wolves here and it looks like like 30s and spooky (laughs) this will do for me leave it up yes we did not want to bother having to supply our own stuffed wolves no what a drag you know really a drag so just go where they've got them and then we got married and then we went and saw sleep no more. Yeah, I, I wanted a hard out. I was right. like, I don't want to have to we put prolong little, this little, reception for any longer. Masks or little, what, what always to me looks just looks like the ghost of a duck. 
mask. See, I always think um, Mercutio in the Zeffirelli. Oh, but of course, yeah. but of course. And then we're like, all right, see you later, toots. And, uh, and then yeah. we went different directions. True. And like, see you in a few hours. It was so fun. And there were like 18 people from the wedding who like yeah. came and saw like a lot of our friends from out of town who hadn't seen it. And so that was really fun to get to introduce them to that. And I, of course, had seen the show. Well, not of course. I had seen the show a million times. And so it was really fun to romp around and be like, ah, oh, this is this is how I want to usher in marriage with theater. <laughs> Garbage Troll wants to know, is stage right or stage left better? Why? Uh, well, it depends on, like, what's your personal best side? What's your personal oh. angle? Although I guess it's like if you're reading, I think stage right is supposed to be best because of how at least, like, a, the we, like, like an American, like a Western, audience, like a Western yeah. audience, like, reads is I from think left to right. upstage left is supposed to be the weakest position on stage in, like, a Western you know, yeah, and because of how we read, yeah. But that's, I would that's say why it's the most devastating insult in theater to say someone like, "Oh, you're you you're upstage, you're an upstage left performer," and she's like, oh, "What a burn!" A bolt through the heart. Yeah, I uh, like downstage center. <laughs> downstage that's center. what I'll say. You like the real park and bark downstage that's center. That's what I do. <laughs> um, Scott A. Sinclair wants to know what does Jeff do while stuck in the house with AJJ Skrelting on camera nearby, which is a thing that's happened a lot in this pandemic. Well, we now have two sets of very nice headphones to put on uh, that are like more noise, one that is more noise canceling. So I will usually just get to the other end of the apartment to put in the headphones to be like watching something or whatnot. If I'm not already, if I'm not watching what the show that you're doing, otherwise I'll still try to go to a different location <laughs> of the apartment. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's kind of impossible after, after a show, like you'll sometimes tell me of like, if I haven't watched the show of like what you were singing and I'm like, Oh, I know. Like, I know you, I know your entire set list. <laughs> that was a humbling moment. I, <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, I guess you could hear. I guess you could hear. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's always, always fun. Always fun to be able to be living with someone that can sing so loud and so high. Yes. You're, you're welcome, darling. Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I always get the best seat in the house. <laughs> Far, far away. Um, all right. This last one is a two-parter. So part one, this comes to us from Garbage Troll, Great. a.k.a. Aaron Jackson. What is your favorite movie of all time? Not the best, but your favorite. For me, this is Clue. And for me, it's Shawshank Redemption. I mean, uh, I love it. It's so good. Uh, it's not the one, I mean, in terms of the one that I rewatch the most is probably now Hot Fuzz because yeah. we've, it's the one that both of us love so much that it's so easy to put on Just, again and again yep. and again and again. Uh, I mean, all of Edgar Wright, but Hot Fuzz and World's End especially. But yeah. I mean, in terms of the one that's also the best made at Shawshank, Shawshank it's hard to beat. Amazing. It's such a cliche, but I love it. I love it so much. The second part of this question is, what is the best movie of all time? Not your favorite, but the best. Oh, I see. I guess I should have waited for the both parts of this. No, it's So fine. it's your favorite movie and then your best, the best movie? Yes. Oh, interesting. Ooh, good. Like well, maybe even a movie that you can acknowledge. Like how a lot of people like don't like Citizen Kane, but acknowledge right. it was like what it was. Yeah. No, I'll still say the best movie of all time is Shawshank Redemption. I mean, the score, the cinematography, all of the acting, the writing is like bar none for me personally. Uh, so I'll say the favorite movie is Hot Fuzz because it's the one I can put on again and again. Okay. Although Booksmart is inching its way it up sure the is. Ladder. And as far as number of plays in this house. Yeah. What the heck? I'll go Godfather. It's like in my mind because we've been talking I about it. I mean, it is amazing. It is so long and sprawling and you don't feel it at all. It is gorgeous and epic and gripping. I'm going to go Godfather. Love Not it. my favorite, but the best. 
And those are our questions. Uh, thanks to the listeners who Thank wrote you. in. Yes. We appreciate you. Sorry we didn't get to all of them, but uh, we love you all dearly. And if you didn't get a question read because you're not on Instagram, sorry about it. Sorry about it. <laughs> Start following us on the gram, and uh, hopefully we'll be back here in next next year for a two-year anniversary. The second annual the second and annual almost, and almost stories. Until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred. <laughs>